Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hey guys, this is Luke from New York. I'm a longtime listener. You guys helped me a lot over the last three years. My question is on PWR. Just wanted to know if I should hold on to it or sell it and invest in something else. And provides unbiased answers. Well, before those four months, and the year before that, it went from $35 to $101. I think I'd stay with it because you're going to make $5.07 next year. Invest Talk. Over 32 million downloads and counting. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Monday, August 9th, 2021. I do appreciate you being with me today. Justin's taking a few days off. And of course, August 9th. I mean, we're deep into the summer. We're kind of, I think, always, and when we get to August, I think we're on the downswing for some reason. Probably because time goes by so fast. But we're into August. And of course, we've seen plenty of volatility in the market. Market's kind of calm today. But it wasn't up or down. It was kind of sideways, a mixed market. So we're just going to have to get used to everything. You know, this is the way markets are. I, I don't find this unusual at all. We've been actually kind of, I mean, even though we've had intraday and day-to-day volatility, I don't. we haven't had any huge swings. Now, when's the last time we saw a bear market? That was COVID. Okay, when's the last time before that? 2008. So, I mean, we've had two bear markets since 2008. That bear market, by definition, everybody, is a market going down 20% or more. We've had only pretty mild corrections even, you know, mild meaning less than 10%. So we're due for a a decent-sized correction. I just don't know when it's going to come, and no one does. you You can't invest money based on what you think might happen. You just stay the course by good solid stocks, you know, and you know what you try to do is just try to avoid the deepness of a bear market. And I don't see a bear market on the horizon yet. Okay, maybe on the horizon, but pretty far out there. So on today's program and podcast, we always start with our mission statement, independent thinking and shared success. And of course we will mean that means we'll give you the facts. We'll give you we'll be as honest as we can with the questions you have. If they're financial questions, we welcome them all. So please give us your questions. We're live right now. We'll also give all our answers without a bias. We don't buy any uh, anybody's picks. or We don't owe any, any large institutions or loyalty of any kind. No, we don't do any of that. We don't get paid by any of them. We don't want to. So we don't, we don't we're not forced to, to talk to avoid any conflicts of interest with the companies paying us. We don't have to worry about that. And believe me, there's a lot of money managers that do have to worry about. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm working today for Justin, Justin Klein. As I said, he's taking a few days off. I encourage you to contact me with your finance and investment questions. And any kind of any question dealing with money, we'll talk about. 
Okay? You get to drive the show where you want to go. So, in fact, you can call right now. We're live, 888-99-CHART. We're live 4 to 5 Pacific Time, Monday through Friday. And, again, the number is 888-99-CHART. So let's go right to the first listener, listener question. Oh, it's a live caller. We're going to talk to Jim in Indiana. How are you doing, Jim? Hi, Steve. Uh, I was calling today about uh, rental prices and what what uh-huh. I can uh, hopefully take maybe take advantage of the situation. Uh huh. Um, okay. So I live um, I live about twenty five minutes from the second largest, probably the second largest city in Indiana. Okay. Um, and so I guess you could categorize where I live as a suburb. The rental prices in the town that I live close to have gone up about 10% year over year. Okay. So, you know, it's still really affordable. It's Indiana. It's like 950 square feet. You know, you're going to pay about $850 a month. Oh, wow. But that's gone up. That's gone up 10% year over year from last year. Uh Uh-huh. The town that I live in, you know, 900 square feet is going to cost you about $650 a month. A month. And it's only gone up about 5% year over year. Now, the town I live in is a, is a um, we have a very small college um, here in the town. And, and I'm just, I'm looking at it going, okay, where is the opportunity in terms of future looking, um, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. is there an opportunity to buy rental properties if I should, if I do, should I buy in the larger town that I'm further away from where I work, or should uh-huh. I buy where I live where well, the prices of okay. rent are not going up as quickly? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, where you want to concentrate on those places that have growth and some kind of magnet to draw in people. When I say that, you kind of touch on a little bit. You said there was a small college in your town. But what about one of the major colleges in Indiana? Those are magnets for young people and nightlife and, you know, activity. Also, uh, 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 the, the uh, Indiana State Capitol, that's another place. Usually that's a magnet. Or a huge uh, recreational or vacation spot that everybody loves to go to. You know, try to figure out some kind of, try to stay in the area where there's a, a magnet of some kind drawing people to that area, and I think you'll be more successful, and you'll have prices probably a little higher, but also probably going up that 10% instead of the 5%. So that's what I would suggest. I When I was buying rentals, my magnet was on the West Coast was something within a mile or two of the ocean. Does everybody want to live near the ocean? Okay. So that's, that was my magnet that I used. I had six or seven properties at one time. And they were all within a mile or two of the ocean. I did very, very well with those properties because of that. So I think you just got to figure out, well, where's a good draw uh, uh, of people to? And where's the growth? Stay with the growth area, not the places that are stagnant, but with the growth areas. Good question, too. Very good, Jim. Thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Did you see what the market did today? The Dow was down 107, the Nasdaq up 24, and the S&P down 4. We're seeing a lot of mixed market days here in recent weeks, so 
I don't think the market knows what direction. We have earnings season is over. So now we need some kind of catalyst. Well, the catalyst could be, as I stated before, that big trillion-dollar spending package or the, for uh, up catalyst. Or down catalyst could be the spread of COVID, the new variant. Okay, so either one of those could be a catalyst, down or up. And, of course, you could always have that black swan event, which me, black swan, everybody, means something just from left field that no one could anticipate. You don't know, don't have any clue, any any uh, forewarning. It just happens. And you, you can't even, don't even worry about it. You should not worry about it at all. It just can happen, and you deal with it once it's happened. Okay? My trivia question today, retirement nest eggs. Will you have enough? Okay, so that my question will come up at the halftime, as you know. Uh, other topics I might see if we can get to. Uh, we, there was no economic news so out today, so nothing there. But big names of stores that are closing. I've done this before. We'll hear some more. Uh, then how about why did Bitcoin and other you know, cryptocurrencies pop up today. They they all rose today after having a pretty long slide down. And Bitcoin gave what fifty percent of its from its high down now, but today they popped up. Why does that happen? I got a little theory that I'm going to share with you. Okay, so those are a couple three things I want to talk about. But of course, you drive the show in any direction you want it to go. So your questions come first. We're heading to a short break, but I'm here and ready to answer any financial questions you might have. 888-99-CHART. Summer's moving fast, and you can't afford to lose focus. So have your finance and investment questions ready and call Steve Peasley now. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve and Justin. I had a question regarding Tyler Technologies, T-Y-L. I just came across this in a publication I get, and it makes a lot of money. I kind of looked it up. Very little debt. The future looks really good. looks like uh, uh, everything's going to be going up in the next couple of years as far as the sales and uh, the profitability. The only thing is it's very expensive right now, and uh, it's had a big run-up. And I'm just wondering if you think it's a good stock, if you guys could... Uh, comment on that and let me know if uh, if there's a good entry point. Thank you. Bye. Oh, okay. Tyler Technologies, T-Y-L, it's a symbol, provides integrated IT management services software for cities, counties, schools, and other government entities. Well, I like that part. I you know government is un- has unlimited funds because they take our money, right, and they buy whatever they want. So government has unlimited money, so, you know, they can... Yeah. <laughs> They're not. Tyler should not be too susceptible to recessions because governments spend money in recessions, so they don't have to worry about that. It's very good company. It has grown its earnings every year for for well over a decade. This year they're going to make six dollars and seventy-seven cents. Next year seven dollars and ninety-four cents a share. That's the estimate. Problem is, you pointed it out, is very expensive. Four hundred eighty-eight dollars stock. Okay, so it's going to make almost $8 next year. The P ratio is what? About 80. Okay? So, uh, it, it okay, maybe it's 75. 
The five-year range is 36 to 84 in the P-E ratio, so it's totally up near its high of the range. So it's too expensive to buy now. But you ask, well, what's a good buy point? Well, it wouldn't be here. It's broken out, but it's moving sideways the last few weeks. Good buy point be around 450. Okay, I would say 450. A little is where there's lots of support. And so if it gets down to the low 450, 451, 52, 53, that would be a good buy point. Remember, it's 488 now. So those would be my areas of purchasing the stock. It is a very solid company. I mean, ideally, you'd want to buy it in a recession. There's hope then, then the stock would give, you, give up 20% or so and give you a great opportunity to get in. Okay, but has very good return on equity, doesn't pay a dividend. Uh, it's mutual funds have been slowly buying it the last year. Recent growth on the most recent quarter was 49%. Bef- before that, it was single digit, high single digit growth. You know, just recent quarter. My focus point today concerns a story how to invest in single family rental market without buying a house. Now, you know what REITs are, Real Estate Investment Trust, so you can invest that way, but there's a different way, too. So small investors who might not have the funds or the stomach to be landlords have a new option. <clears throat> Fundraise, which started in 2012 as a crowdfunding platform for commercial real estate, is broadening its scope to single-family rental homes. Investors can get in for as little as $500. <clears throat> now, this is not a public, publicly traded company. It's not. So you got risks involved. Also, you can get out, but only on once a quarter. And they say, say right in their prospectus, this is a long-term investment. Okay? And for a minimum of five years, they suggest, even though you get out once every quarter, based on what the value of the fundraise is. And so you've got to figure out, well, how do they determine their valuations? And I'm sure that's all in the prospectus. But you need to understand what the prospectus says, and most people never even read it. They're going to charge a 1% annual fee to manage this fund. Okay? So just know that. It worries me that the real estate market, single-family home market, is topping, and now they're coming out with this, and people are going to want to jump in just at the top of the market. That worries me. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and for investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends, so we must all learn to manage our fear and greed. Have you managed yours? Do you know if you have? Many people think they have, and they haven't, because they don't recognize fear and greed in their actions. So we're going to talk about it. We'll talk about anything you want. Give us a call, 888-99-CHART. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. Yeah, I own GDX, um, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it. What's your question? 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk listeners are invited to join Justin Klein as he participates in the Finance Podcast Week Roundtable presented by Podbean. You can hear Justin tomorrow, August 10th, at 12 noon Pacific, 3 Eastern Time. Justin will be discussing what's been going on in the world of investing and taking your questions. 
Tell your friends. Plan to hear a special Finance Podcast Week roundtable tomorrow, 12 noon. Search Finance Podcast Week at podbean.com. 888-99-SHART, 888-992-4278. You're listening to Invest Talk, and I do appreciate it. I really do. When people take time to leave an Invest Talk podcast review on iTunes, we'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their questions as quickly as possible. So let's take one of those or a couple of those. Okay, INTC, which is Intel, uh, Revis 37. The stock I have a question on is Intel. I don't think the matrix are too bad. I do know that earnings haven't been too hot. What do you guys think? You know, I never have been a big investor in Intel. Now, if you talk about Microsoft, I've always kind of liked Microsoft. But Intel, I don't. And probably because I like software better than hardware. And Intel, of course, makes chips. Not that chips are not important. They are very important. Um, So... Do, do I like Intel? Well, it is the, the the leader, right? I mean, it's a $218 billion company. But I don't like the fact that its sales growth is flat. There is no sales growth. They've been shrink. If you go back four quarters, it shrank 4%. Three quarters ago, 1%. Two quarters ago, 1%. That's shrinking. And the most recent quarter, sales were flat. So... I don't know. They're going to make $4.44 down 7% this next coming year, and it's a $54 stock. I don't, I, you know, even though the PE is pretty low, they've always been low. Last five years, PE range is 8 to 15. Great return on equity, 28%. And the, a, a factor that I do like about it until they pay a 2.6% dif- dividend. Mutual funds have been kind of stagnant. They're not buying or selling, they're just holding on to. So I, that's how I see Intel, kind of stagnant. Okay, uh, Clorox, another caller uh, called, left a, left a uh, review. Anyone, his name is Worldsworth, and he wants to talk about Clorox. I've been listening to Invest Talk for years, and now and the insight, guidance, and education given me, Steve and Justin, daily is truly exceptional. That's nice. I have a small position in Clorox with the CLX, everybody, uh, in case you wanted to know what the symbol is, CLX is the symbol. Uh, with a recent negative earnings report from them, I've taken a 9.6% loss on my position. Should I cut my losses? Sell? Hold? What? Well, why did you buy it? Did you buy it for the dividend? Did you buy it for growth? If you bought it for growth, Clorox is not a growth stock. So you can, you buy it for stability. Clorox is very, very stable, right? I mean, up, down, recession, no recession. They'll still have sales. They'll still be stable. A Clorox top type stock, you buy that when it's cheap. And when is it cheap? In recessions. So I, I, you know, if, if you bought it and you already lost 9.6% and what you have to go back and revisit the reasons you bought it, and if those reasons are still valid, you hold on to it. Remember, it's a stable company. But a good place to buy Clorox was at, what, 120, 125. And it's at 164. That's where I would be looking to buy her. Okay, seller, you know, I don't know if I'd sell it at this point because you already had the loss. It's already lo- it's already lost your money. So you're just you're just gonna you're gonna uh, you're gonna make the loss an actual uh, physical loss instead of a paper loss at this point. 
So I, I probably hold on to it, unless your reasons for buying are different. Okay, I've been listening to Invest Talk. This is, oh, well, that's all clocked, so we're done. Okay, 888-99-CHART is our number. Here's another voicemail we'll take. Hey, Steve and Justin. I had a question with regards to Cardinal Health. Currently, it looks to have a forward PE of 8.6 from what I'm seeing. It has a decent dividend, and it had a big drop uh, last week. I was wondering what you guys thought about Cardinal Health. It looks like decent long-term hold with a decent dividend. Let me know what you guys think. I appreciate all your help. Thank you. Well, I think a great buy about $45 and it's only at $50.70. So I think it might be a good place to pick some up. Cardinal Health, C-A-H, distributes branded and generic pharmaceuticals over the counter, healthcare and consumer products. They're going to make $6.01 a share this year after five fifty-seven last year. And then next year, another 8% increase to $6.51. Sales growth was up 16% the most recent quarter, flat the quarter before that, 5% the two quarters before that each. So it's not a huge grower, so you want to buy it when it's cheap. Five-year range of PE, 7 to 16, and a stock at $50 are going to make $6.51, means it's going to be less than about, what, 8 PE? That's at the low end of that range, right? Return equity, ROE, is 91%. That's huge. And the dividend is 3.9. So I like it. I like it at this price. C-A-H. A common financial rule of thumb has been that you should have $1 million saved for retirement. But this number is probably not accurate for lots of people. Some people it's too much. Most people it's not enough. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. According to a recent report published by GoBankingRates.com, a survey of 401k plan participants revealed a new retirement nest egg goal. How much did the respondents say they believed was necessary? After break, I'll give you the answer. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Just wondering what your thoughts are on all the Robinhood trading and the, the Red Hat boards. Got a question for Steve or Justin? Now is a good time to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk quiz. Okay, before the, uh, before the break, I had a trivia question for you. According to a recent report published by goldbankingrates.com, a survey of 401k plans revealed a new retirement nest egg goal, and it was about $1.9 million. That's what the average person says they need. Now, another one conduct, conducted by Schwab Retirement Plan Services found the same, about the same. Okay? So do, one of the analysts consulted for the story said, obviously, retirement is not one size fits all, but that's sort of the middle of the range, they thought, about one, almost $2 million. You know that most people don't have anywhere near that in their 401k. We've, I've talked about it on the show often enough to know. We know that. But here are some of the questions you need to ask yourself. When do you want to retire? If you want to retire at 50, that's very different than retire at 65, 70 years old. The money you need is way more the younger you retire. You have to plan on reaching about 95 years old. You have to plan that. You may not reach 95 years old, but you got to plan for it. Okay? Another question you need to ask, what kind of lifestyle are you going to want in retirement? Are you going to want to live on the beach in Southern California? Then you better have way more than $2 million. If you plan to live in Kansas, phew, $1 million might be plenty. Depends on where you want to live. You want to live in Alaska, and the property is cheap, but the cost of living is up there. You know, it depends on your lifestyle. What are you looking for? 
Also, when you retire, what kind of debt are you going to have? You should have no debt. Debt is poisonous in retirement. Remember, you have no active income. Or maybe you do, depending on your retirement, what you're doing. So just plan for it. Plan carefully. Okay, let's pivot back to an InvestTalk voice bank for a question that came in earlier. 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Had a quick question for you guys. I keep a certain percentage of my portfolio in ETFs, and I'm currently on an ETF ticker XLE. And I was wondering, with the news of the EVs, with what Biden's doing, if I should move that money from that oil ETF over into an ETF such as, like, DGRO. I want to get your guys' thoughts. Thank you. Okay, so this is a this is energy select sector energy, right? XLE exchange traded funds taking performance corresponding to the S and P energy select sector index pays a four point three percent dividend. You don't buy this for growth; you're buying it for the dividend. And yes, you, we talked on the radio just uh, was it was a Friday. I had said how many millions of cars are on the road and. What did I? How many were there? Uh, two hundred and I don't know. I want to say two. Okay, two hundred seventy-six million. That's how many cars were on the road. Now, and they and a two point two percent of them are electric vehicles. But by two thousand thirty, fifty percent of all autos being made are going to be electric vehicles. So that means no gasoline, right? To, by two thousand thirty, for half of those. But you still have 276 million cars on the road that take gasoline, and cars are lasting a lot longer, and electric vehicles are not cheap. So I, I don't think you know there's a big rush to get out of the oil stocks. I really don't, or the oil, or the energy sector for oil. I don't. I think it's going to be do pretty well for the next few years, next 10 years, maybe longer. So I, I, I still like that sector. I like the dividends of that sector. Not going to be much growth, but I do like the dividends. There's not going to be any growth, uh, but I do like the dividends. Okay, uh, let's pivot back to a voice. Oh, I already did that. So let's go to uh, one of the one of the talking points I mentioned, Don. And as, as I said at the beginning of the show, there was no economic news, so we don't talk about that. But there are new stores, big new big stores, closing. Did you know that Amazon Go, by the way, is closing all of its stores and remarketing them or rebanding them to instead of Amazon Go be Amazon Fresh? There's 28 of those. Okay. But stores that are closing for good, a company, Century 21, not the real estate company. We're talking about the clothing company. They only had 13 stores, but they're all closing. Or did you hear that Nordstrom is closing down 16 of their stores? Best Buy is closing down 18 of their stores? But here's a store, a company, a store that's closing completely that used to be pretty big in the industry, and that's Fry's Electronics. All of the remaining 31 stores are closing. Fry's is going to be gone. So, you know, it's just a fact of life. Of course, COVID didn't help any of these stores, right? But the fact of life is everybody's shopping online. Everybody is moving away from the stores. Uh, the malls are struggling to attract people to them. And I think that's just going to continue. Malls are going to have to adapt and attract people to the malls other than just shopping. 
something else has got to be attractive to go there. And I think they will. I, I've noticed a few things, and I've mentioned in the past what they're doing. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. You've heard Justin and I thank people for their loyal, loyalty, their consistency. We appreciate that. We have now surpassed 33 million podcast downloads. 33 million. I'm, that just blows me away. So I really appreciate it. Good news for us and for our listeners and for everybody, I hope. So let's squeeze in another caller question now. Hey, Steve and Justin. Um, name's Alan, South Carolina. Love the show, listen a lot. And I'm curious what the educational background would be if you were interested in becoming a certified investment advisor. Any help on that would be greatly appreciated. Thanks a lot. I can answer that question. It's pretty easy. Uh, the three investment advisors I have right now, starting with Justin when he first started 20 years ago, has a degree from Chapman University in economics. Then Jason has a degree from USC in economics. And then Nick, the, my newest acquisition, we've had him for several years. He was an uh, intern. He has a degree from Chapman University in economics. There's kind of a theme there, isn't there? you got to know your economy. you got to know how economics works. And even though getting a degree in economics is not necessarily you know, required, because it isn't, um, it really helps because you, you want it. When you're getting into this business, you know, teaching you how the fundamentals of a company and looking at its economic outlook, Kind of, kind of have to have an overview of the economy and economics in general. How does things work? And so that's really helpful. Not required, but helpful. So that's the area I would concentrate on. Economics. But that's something that I like. And yeah, not everybody probably feels that way. Maybe, maybe accounting. But I don't find accounting very. You know, you got to learn how to read the books and stuff. But man. You're, if you have an accounting degree, you're lacking in overall economic view. You know, investing in money is is not is not a very specific. I need to learn this one thing. It's more of I need generalized information about a lot of things before you can concentrate on the stocks. So let's make it two in a row. This one came in earlier from New York. Hey guys, this is Luke from New York. I'm a longtime listener. You guys helped me a lot over the last three years. My question is on PWR, Quanta Services. I invested a small position in this stock due to Biden's infrastructure bill, but uh, over the past four months, it hasn't done anything for me. Uh, I just wanted to know if I should hold on to it uh, or sell it and invest in something else. Thank you. Well, before those four months, and the year before that, it went from $35 to $101. So it did very well. Then since the last four months, it went from 101 to now it's 92. So not a lot of down movement. Provides specialty contracting related services in the electric power, gas, and oil pipeline industry. So it's oil related, right? Try to remember, is that money, infrastructure spending, any oil related? No, because the Democrats are in power and they hate oil. They hate gasoline. They hate all that area. They want wind power and sun power and clean energy product projects. So 
that that's probably this even though they're going to pass an infrastructure bill i don't know how much is going to go into the this area of quanta services pwr because they're related to electronic gas and oil pipeline industry so it may not help them very much i don't know that because I, we don't know what's in the bill but in the most recent quarter sales were up 20 percent before the sales were shrinking so I, I think I'd stay with it because you're going to make $5.07 next year, $92 stock. So it's not cheap, but I do think that, you know, it's a good, solid company. doesn't pay much of a dividend. I think what we're seeing right now is consolidation, going pretty much sideways to a little bit downward. But it depends on what that bill, how much is in the, that bill to pay for this kind of industry. Maybe not a lot. That's be my guess. Okay. Almost on every podcast, I like to reserve a minute or so to remind you, listeners, about what the benefits are joining our team, coming aboard with Klein Pavlis Beasley, our firm, to let us manage your funds. We are based in Irvine, California, and that's in Orange County in Southern California between L.A. and San Diego. Uh, and, you know, we have a philosophy. We run our, we run our business on a philosophy. And that's about unbiased guidance. We don't buy any guidance from anybody. We manage our own funds. We only manage our own uh, investment programs. We practice parallel investing, meaning we buy the same things. Everything I buy from my clients, I buy for myself. At the same price, same time, same percentage. I call that parallel investing. We've been doing that for 20 years. Long time. Uh, and we have... We, the strategies are all the same for everybody. So, you know, we have from very risky strategy to no risk hardly at all strategy. Depends on what you want, what area of risk you're interested in. You can send us a message. We'd be happy to take a look at your portfolio. We'd be happy to talk to you. Uh, you can send it to investtalk.com, an email or a message. Just go to our website, contact us. Be happy to talk to you. Happy to take a look at your current portfolio, if, and we do all that for free. Nothing, there's no obligation. And of course, you know most money managers will do that, and that's that's normal. Okay, it's not abnormal. Most money managers will look at your portfolio for free. Just don't be talked into anything. You know, it's a conversation. It should be a non, you know, salesman type conversation about what you want, and is the portfolio you have geared to give you what you want. So that's what we do. We'll help you. I don't have to be, you don't have to be a client. I want to help. And I will help. I really do. It's not some hype I'm trying to sell you. No, I'll help you. This is Invest Talk. My phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Next up, a question about cash investing. Hey, guys. This is Evan in Nashville. I have a question on best place to park some excess cash on a short-term basis. I currently put it in a high-yield savings account that gets around 1.5%. Would I be better served to put that into an ultra-short bond fund, or is there a different investment option? I'm getting married in the near future and like some liquidity in case of a home purchase or market downturn to purchase some stocks on a watch list. I already matched my 401k and maxed out the HSA and IRA. Thanks. Look forward to hearing from you and really appreciate what all you all do. Okay, an ultra-short uh, bond fund, meaning that they lend money out seven days thir- to 30 days or so, and it's very, very liquid and very, very safe. Not as safe as cash in a money market fund. That's the safest. And 1.5%, that's pretty decent. The ultra 
short bond funds are paying a little bit more than that, but there's a little bit more risk too. If interest rates go up, the asset, the the net asset value of an ultra bond, ultra short bond fund will go down a little bit. So you could lose money even though you're getting yields of two percent or higher. So it's 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 I think it's a toss up at this stage because I think interest rates are pretty much as low as they're going to go, and if they start up, that's not good for any bond fund, but it will affect the ultra short bond fund the least amount. But so I I'd probably stay with the cash if you're going to need that money in the savings account. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Why did Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies go up today? Did you see that? They have been on a downward trend for a long time, but they popped up today. Popped up. So what happened? Well, I don't know if that's a short answer. I think I'm going to need some more time to explain this because it's kind of convoluted, in my opinion, how, why such a thing happened. Because all the news coming out of Washington has been kind of negative. But we'll get to that. I'm going to get to that probably after the, the next time we have a little break before the end of the hour. I promise. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Give me a call. We'll talk about anything you want to, whatever's on your mind. Uh, did you see... Uh, did, you, did I give you the reasons why you should carry cash and not just have credit cards or debit cards? I have several. Minimum minimum purchase requirements because you got to sometimes have the cash to buy them. Many times, if it's too small, you want to buy a stick of gum, a packet of gum, they may not take a credit card for that. Just vending machines. They need cash, not credit cards. So there's there's some reasons. I want to tip somebody, you know, maybe... Tipping is a good reason. Sometimes some stores give you special discounts if you pay cash. So maybe you should carry some. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now 888 99 Chart. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. I'm calling to ask your opinion on an ETF called XLI. What's your question? 888-99-CHART. Thank you, as always, for all that you do. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Talk. I'm a great fan. I love the show. And I had a question in M.O., since they are a dividend king and uh, have been paying a dividend for over 50 years and currently have a yield of 7.27%, I was thinking of adding to my position and being a long-term hold for about 10 years. My question is, do they have the money to pay out the dividend every year? Thank you for listening, and I wait for your response. Thank you. The short answer is yes. 
This is a MO Ultra, Ultra Group manufactures cigarettes and other tobacco products mainly sold under the Marlboro Black and Mild names. Everybody hates cigarettes, right? We all know it's terrible. But it's a very big hash cow from Altria. Uh, they recently sold a St. Michael's Wine Estates business to a Sycamore Partners for $1.2 billion. So they don't just have assets only in tobacco. They have other assets. They're going to make $4.84 this year. You know that there's, their profits have gone up every year for well over a decade. Every year. Sales are increasing in the middle digits, single digits, 5%-ish over the last two years or so. One quarter up, another quarter down, you know, that kind of thing. But overall, about them, they pay a 7.2% dividend. It's a $47 stock. Remember, they're going to make $4.84. So that's a 10 PE or less. Five-year range is 7 to 25. Return on equity, 179%. Huge. So 7% of $47 is $2.80, $3, and they're making $4.84. So, yeah, they can pay the, the dividend. Yeah, I think dividend will keep going. And, by the way, we own this in a couple of our managed accounts because we like that dividend. Not for growth, but the dividend. Okay. I, anyways, I wanted to get to this point before the end of the show. We're running close out of time. Okay, so the Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies popped today. Well, Cryptocurrency that was in this bill, the bill, trillion-dollar bill, infrastructure bill, there was stuff in that bill. The main thing in that bill was taxing cryptocurrencies' transactions. Isn't that interesting? And those taxes were to help pay for this bill, even though it's not that much. And then the, uh, the uh, uh, lobbyists for cryptocurrency were trying to put in that same bill uh, some restrictions to not tax it fully, okay? And by the way, none of this got passed in the bill. None of it's in the bill currently. None of this. But why did this? Why did the bill? Why did the cryptocurrencies pop up today? Because it gave legitimacy to all this cryptocurrencies, all of them, because they're trying to tax them now. So remember. I think cryptocurrency is here to stay. I've said that ever since the beginning. I just don't know how to evaluate what the cost or price of a cryptocurrency is. But think about the legitimacy of cryptocurrencies. If they're trying to tax it, doesn't that give it more legitimacy? I think that came out today, and I think that's why they were all up. They've been down, 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 and all that downward stroke for the months might be because of they're trying to tax the transactions. But today, all of a sudden, people woke up and said, wait a minute, if they're trying to tax it, doesn't that mean that these cryptocurrencies are here to stay and they're legit? And they're gonna, see, see what I mean? I think that's why. I think people realize that. And that's why they popped today. That doesn't mean they won't go down tomorrow. They may well. Again, I have no way, I don't have any clue how to evaluate a cryptocurrency. How much is it worth? I really don't think cryptocurrency is going to take off hugely until a government backs one of them or government comes up with its own cryptocurrency. And my concern is the crypto, there's too many cryptocurrencies coming out that people are getting all hyped up about, and most of them are not going to make it, not going to be around. Okay? I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. 
Justin Klein and I thank you for joining us every day at this time, 4 to 5 Pacific Time, Monday to Monday. You can download our podcast anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtalk.com. And, of course, you can review and rate us on iTunes, and we would appreciate you doing so. We really appreciate that, really. Helps us helps us be legitimate. Okay? So you can also browse our podcast by, you know, topics, 401K, treasury yields, growth stocks, value stocks, whatever. Okay? Love that, too. Independent thinking, share success, everybody. This is Invest Talk, and have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.